Welcome to the Be Plenty Podcast, a woman's wellness podcast where we discuss plenty of topics that point you to true self-care. Hi, I'm Bridget Pinnell, I'm the host, and I'm inviting you to pause and step into a space that allows you to tap into yourself, learn, and grow, where we can talk candidly about the things that move women closer to feeling whole. You will hear personal journeys, including mine, client experiences, and plenty of tangible research-based solutions and tips to help you create your best life. I am so happy that you are here today, giving yourself me time with this episode. Now, let's step right into today's topic. So, um, first episode of Be Plenty, and we wanted this episode to be pretty raw, not rehearsed, not scripted. We're not staring at any words above the screen. Um, we wanted to just talk about this like enigma of self-care. Because um, self-care is what what we really aim to bring to the universe and helping loads of great people figure out what self-care can be for them and and help you, potentially if you're listening to this, help you build out a self-care plan that really resonates and works best for you. Um, and we really believe in it. And I think a lot of it is because we ourselves have dealt with parts of our life where self-care could have been a saving grace in some respects. Um, I've seen countless friends go through parts of their lives where I I know self-care, had it been honed differently, would have helped them in different ways. But what's fascinating is as I'm meeting new people and I'm talking about self-care, it's very fascinating to me how everybody defines it differently. And so Nancy and I, uh, the, the two co-conspirators of Implantable, <laughs> um, in this podcast, we want to talk about, you know, self-care and maybe how we define it. And um, so I'm going to actually throw the ball over to you, Nancy. And uh, I am curious if you, well, no, not if, I'm going to ask you, how do you define self-care for yourself? Or if you were like in an elevator, how would you define it? Talking to somebody else. Um, I would say that for me, self-care is all about mental wellness and understanding the way my body um, reacts to stress. Uh, It's a very unique. It's not the same for everybody. Um, And it's not something that you're taught. It's something that you have to learn. Um, And so for me, it's all about, you know, when this is right, the world just looks different. And when I'm not operating out of like the flight or fight stress mode, Mm -hmm. uh, then I also perceive the world differently. So for me, understanding my body, the chemistry, um, how the nervous system, you know, works, um, understanding where I'm operating from, you know, and and understanding also that you need to be able to operate from, you know, both areas like you know rest and digest, and also the the stress response. Those are not bad. That's not a bad response. It's just I was just not aware that my product, you know, my high productivity lifestyle. I was just drawing from the fight or flight response, and it wasn't serving me. It was depleting me. Um, and now that I understand the way my mind works, um, and how my body responds, I'm, I'm able 
to um, use my breath <laughs> and, and pull myself down um, so that I can operate, you know, from a place where I realize that typically the things that are stressing me out are the things that are the best things in life for me, my children, my husband, my, my job. Um, it's, you know, it's for me, it's, it's that. But what about you? Yeah. Um, I was listening to you. There's a lot that you just said that could be unpacked in totally separate episodes, I feel, because um, you're right. I think <laughs> so much. And, you know, it's so I guess I'll answer your question. What is self-care to me? Um, I think self-care is I think it's multidimensional. Um, it could be one day for me. Self-care feels like doing 15 minutes on the elliptical. And just by the fact I could do that, I felt replenished and I felt good about myself. Um, for a, maybe the, the next day, self-care is um, recognizing I just needed to be calm and breathe through some pretty intense moments of the day. That recognizing that breath was going to get me through it was a good act of self-care. So I think, you know, self-care is, like I said, it's such a, it's a fascinating topic because it's not just a gem membership and then you're done. I think it, it's, there's a lot of things around um, at the center of it, understanding your body and your mind in such a way that you have all these tools in your toolkit or modalities that you can pull from that are going to help get you recentered. I, I think that's what that means for me personally, because like I said, I could have, um, like literally yesterday, right? Uh, for whatever reason, live in Houston, one of the largest cities in the United States. And you would think that some of the basics, like the internet infrastructure here would be solid and rocking. And they decided out of my neighborhood that they were going to completely do an overhaul. And yesterday was that day. And I cannot believe the amount of anxiety I had and just not having the internet for four, for four hours. And I found myself flustered. Like, I didn't know what to do with myself. It was pouring outside. Um, but be, having the capacity to recognize that was what my body and my mind were having reactions to, um, just knowing that the, the tool that I needed to, to get recentered was um, self-compassion being okay with not being as productive as I would have preferred to have been. Uh, that that really helped me yesterday. Um, sitting in calmness, which I think everybody probably listening to this says is probably like torture for many people. I felt tortured yesterday trying to find calm by sitting still. Um, finding a way to like figure that out yesterday really helped me out. But today self-care was going and getting a 20 minute workout at the gym and I feel amazing. So it's, it's different depending on the day. And I think that that's what's, I'm, that is something I'm learning is it's, it's potentially going to be different for you every day. Um, that's one thing I actually learned when figuring out when I was practicing yoga. Um, there's a great yoga studio in Houston that I, I love and admire big yoga and their instructors are really great. And I'll never forget when going there years ago, and two things kind of came out of that. One was recognizing that learning to breathe is not something you're ever taught, although it's the very first thing you do when you come into the world. And that really hit me. I remember sitting there like in some pose and they said it. And I'm like, it was profound. I'm like, why am I down dog in such a profound moment right now? Like who, that was amazing to hear that. But second, um, you know, it's recognizing the power of breath and how that can really 
reset you in so many ways. And you can just bring that to yourself no matter where you are. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a, a profound moment for me as well. Um, but I feel like I'm rambling a little, but I think, no, the thing, thing, I think the third thing I want to take from that now, it's coming back to me, um, how they, they make mention that every day you can decide that you want to come to yoga and every day that yoga practice will be different. There's no such thing as the same yoga practice every single day. And why? Because the, the body in itself is, is constantly evolving and changing. And so what, what you thought was the perfect balance on the right-hand side of yourself yesterday was perfect and you nailed it and you're so proud. Don't be upset if you show up for yoga tomorrow and you're just a little off because it can happen. And I feel it's the same with every day that you, even if you're not showing up for yoga, every day you're going to show up and something different's going to happen. And the day's meant to be different. You're not meant to be rinse repeating the same day over and over again. Um, Although I will say as a mama bear, I think when the kids are younger, you feel that way. Like you feel, man, do packing the lunches ever stop? The dinners, like there's just like these constant Monday tasks that just have to get done. Um, it did feel a lot like rinse and repeat. And I I wonder if I had that magical, I don't know, transporter that could take me back. Now knowing what I know now about that self-care should be a, a selfless act and it should be a priority if i had that that knowledge and some of the tools to do that like going into motherhood how things could have been very different um in general but self-care for me for sure is um recognizing that it it should be a priority recognizing that um it's something that can show up in different ways every day and, um, you know, and washing away this guilt that comes with practicing it. Because sometimes I think that happens. Like when you do make that decision to take that leap and prioritize yourself over something else, I have dealt with lots of guilt on doing that. Because I know that something else is either not getting done or I, be I believe that somebody else is being harmed because I'm not giving to them like my cup is not pouring into them and so I'm harming them versus saving the cup for myself and that took it took some time to get past that um you know and I think I do feel I'm not alone in that again conversations with so many other women have made me feel normal and some of those um barriers to self-care and um knowing that okay I'm not the only one that feels guilty um, when I'm not reading a bedtime story because I decided to do 15 minutes of meditation, like the kids survived. Luckily, they read on their own and I had two. So it became sister will read to brother one night and then brother will read to sister the next. Like there's different ways to skin the same cat without anybody feeling like they didn't get their cups filled. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the thing about self-care. It's very unique. Um, it's understanding your needs. Um, understanding your non-negotiables. Yeah. And um, just way too often women, um, they negotiate themselves out of their own values and their, their goals, you know? And so for me, I don't think, yeah, I want to be the one packing lunches. I want to be the one reading books, right? And so like something has to give. Um, that doesn't mean that I don't get to 
take a bath. It doesn't mean that um, I don't get to eat lunch, right? It just means that those are the things that I really want to be there for. Those are the things that fill my cup and it may not fill somebody else's cup. And that is okay. Um, It's about knowing, you know, this is the life you want to create. I think, you know, yoga works for you. Yoga works for me some of the times and I love breath work and I love meditation. For me, I... I feel sticky when I'm in doing yoga. You know, I, I'm always sticky on the left side. I've got, you know, it's got some gut issues like yoga. Yoga's great. But for me, um, I love taking walks. I love going outside. You know, it's knowing what like you need to operate. Um, it's I think you bring, you bring up a good point because um, one thing I'm also starting to realize is what used to be something that you were drawn to before does not necessarily serve you now. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some women struggle with that. Like, oh, I was a runner. Well, that that was something that you should still be very grateful for have having had. But that doesn't mean that's what's going to motivate you or carry you forward in something else. And so like today, I don't practice yoga as much as I do. Um, but I love going to the gym and just doing like 20 minutes of like um, cardio or 20 minutes of muscle work. And that makes me happy. And I think some of that is also recognizing self-care is recognizing that you we keep using that word modalities. You can have a variety of modalities to pull from um, and and keep it interesting. Right. And I and I remember we were talking once about this and you mentioned that, you know, pre motherhood, you know, you were a great runner and that was something that really filled you. And then there was this journey of having to let that go. Yeah. Because it just wasn't something that you could enjoy anymore um, because of the new lifestyle of motherhood and some other things. Not that you can ever go back to it, but it was almost like there was that moment where you recognized that was a part of a previous lifestyle. Yeah. And, but And then you were trying to wrestle with, well, what's the new thing for me? Right. And, you know, it's funny because you, you bring that up and that, you know, running, I used when I was dating my husband, we run together and we <laughs> run day. We had a bumble, right? And we're squatting together. I mean, that's <laughs> After the boys were born, um, I realized that running just wasn't for me. Um, the weight just didn't feel good. My body didn't feel the same. Um, it felt like I was expending more energy than I was actually gaining from um, that kind of exercise. And there was a lot of guilt there for me because... I was really trying to make it work for me the way it was working before, but it just wasn't. And then I would see like, you know, neighborhood mom, who would just have a child, get back to running, was running while she was pregnant. Um, and, you know, for a moment there, it's like, so I think mental illness is so important. Um, I viewed it as my kids took that away from me. Hmm. As opposed to... Um, I mean, I wanted children, right? I want these are these are like the they're the most precious things in my life. But for my mind to say, you know, that can't happen because you had children, you know. Um, and in reality, it's more about what works for you right now. So stop comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. Um, what makes them happy, like on Instagram, all socials, whatever. Um, good for them. I love that for you. Try using that phrase love that for you um and coming back to you like you are 
you are in front of your own mirror. What works for you? For me, um, now I'm a yogger. <laughs> oh, jogger. What is a yogger? I've never heard of that. It's a very slow jogger. It's a, a, a yogger. <laughs> uh, I enjoy talking with friends. I want to have a conversation, you know? I want to know what's going on in your life. Um, community works for me in, like, beautiful ways. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna shift, and then I'll have you know the neighborhood mom just sprint past me as I'm jogging along, talking to my friend, and I'm good with that. You know, um, I realize these are the things that I need. Um, these are things that I have chosen, and um, and it's just it's empowering. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think recognizing there's seasons of your self care. Um, is really important because sometimes I um, I've I've fallen into this trap of just believing that once I realized that self care was important, I'm very fortunate my my partner, you know, feels that wellness and well being is is a priority for everyone in the family. Um, so it took a long time for me to be okay with that for myself, although I was willing to let everybody else have it for themselves. But once I finally got to a point that it, I gave myself permission for it. Um, you know, it's just, it was interesting to see, uh, you know, d- throughout that journey, recognizing that there's no such thing as just set one plan and you're done. Like that will serve you the rest of your life. Like you're, the human being changes. That's what we do. Uh, life circumstances change. And so this self-care strategy or plan that you have for yourself is meant to evolve with you, not stay stagnant. And just being patient with that, I think, is super important. Um, I know we're kind of heading up on time. We, we try to be very intentional with this podcast and not making it too, too long because uh, we appreciate you're probably a, a hustler bustler right now trying to get from one place to the other. And we want to make sure that ideally our podcasts are like that perfect 15-ish minute points of time. Um, if you like our podcast, hope that you listen to the next episode. But we do want to respect that we recognize and we see you and you're busy and we want to make sure these podcasts stay within a good reasonable point of time. So we'll kind of wrap up uh, this podcast today on our just very raw conversation about self-care. The ideal for us is they're not going to be scripted podcasts, um, you know, and it'll be with me and Nancy or others eventually in future uh, that just talk about real, real dynamics and real things um, about self-care and about the lifestyles that either allow self-care to be a, a, a reality for you or the things real in life that challenge self-care as, a, as something that can be honed. Um, but, you know, as we wrap up, we hope that you you took some things from our conversation on self-care today. I think for me, I'm taking away that, um, you know, self-care is something that we aren't taught. It is something, uh, and because of that, you know, oftentimes it doesn't start to be something that you even start to factor until something happens, sometimes even dramatically to you. Um, so in the fact that if you're feeling like self-care seems a bit of a an arm stretch away um, or too too far to, to catch, uh, I hope that you can walk away from this episode realizing that it's not necessarily true. If you do feel that way, reach out to us. We'd love to chat with you, help you figure out how we can make self-care a possibility for you because it can be. So that's a takeaway. Second takeaway I've personally taken is um, 
self-care evolves. It's, you know, life changes and there's seasons in life. And, um, and, and then I think that if you can recognize that that is a part of the self-care strategy for yourself, it gives you permission to keep experimenting and figuring it out. And I think that's one thing that I've taken away. What, what about you, Nancy? Any takeaways from you that you think the listeners will probably want to just wrap up in their own minds with? I think that self-care is unique. And so, um, Everybody loves a spa day. I don't, I've never met a woman who <laughs> done it at <laughs> a, a spa day or a duvet day. But when it comes to the everyday, like, um, self-care, it looks different. It, you know, uh, the woman who's jogging and is a great jogger, good for her. Like that's her self-care, right? And so, um, maybe your self-care looks a little different and that's okay. So stop copying others um and start choosing what works for you um and it's it's typically what you enjoy doing <laughs> the self-care is authentic you enjoy doing <laughs> i agree i agree self-care is meant to be authentic and that's that's the beauty of it um awesome well for our listeners thank you for listening uh, if you liked the episode of course we'd love some love please like it please share definitely our podcast um, this episode or just in general, our podcast with others that you feel want to be on the journey of self-care with us or with others that are in the same space and community that we're building. Uh, we like to, you know, send the next episode here soon. And uh, again, thanks for coming and we look forward to the next episode. I am so thankful that you found yourself here today on this episode. And if you loved it, will you go leave us a five-star review so that this episode can find its way to someone just like you? Also, if you're looking for personalized support through coaching and community, I would really love for you to consider joining our Plenty Pod experience. And that is our monthly membership where we dive deep and apply what you've learned today together. And you can explore more about that on our website, which is implentiful.com, which you can also find in the show notes. And I wouldn't be doing justice if I didn't share that our mission is to help thousands of women build amazing self-care and well-being lifestyles for themselves, including you. And you can help us on this mission by sharing us with your friends, following us on social media, subscribing to this podcast, and of course, joining our free Plentiful membership. That membership's pretty awesome because it is an exclusive community of women all on different journeys, but are all coming together to do great things. But it also is a membership where you get like free perks and free benefits to really cool well-being experiences and a lot more. We would love nothing more but to see you there. So honestly, sincerely, thank you for pausing with me. And until next week, I really hope that you get plenty of opportunities to care for yourself well.